There's a spirit at Bryan Health, a passion that says we can make it better, stronger, to raise our kids, to build our future, to move forward together. It's time for Bryan Health Radio. Here's Melanie Cole. Bryan Health hosts a community run every October to further their commitment to wellness and mental health. For more information about this event, you can go to brianhealth.org forward slash run. This special podcast series is brought to you by Brian Health and the Kim Foundation. Everybody feels a little down and out now and then, but there are ways that you can feel mentally strong. My guest today is Dr. Stacy Waldron. She's a licensed psychologist with Brian Counseling Center. Welcome to the show, Dr. Waldron. What do you mean by mentally strong? Being mentally strong deals with your emotional strength, just like your physically strong deals with your physical strength. Emotional strength is your emotional stability or resilience. It's characterized by being assertive or caring and coping and having stress management skills. When you're assertive, you show confidence versus being aggressive, which is being attacking or confrontational. And when you're caring, you display kindness or concern for others. And in psychology, coping is being abil- having your ability to invest your own conscious effort in solving your personal or interpersonal problems. And so that's your ability to minimize stress or conflict. And one of the ways you can be emotionally strong is through stress management or identifying stress in your life. So how do we identify stress? Because people, it's, it's rather subjective and people look at it different ways at what is a very stressful situation to one person may not be for another. Well, it's very easy to, easy to identify major stressors in one's life, such as changing a job or moving or death in the family. But everyday stressors are harder to identify. You can use a stress journal to help identify common stressors, such as tracking those stressors in everyday life and looking for patterns. Um, You can also look at how you feel emotionally, physically, and how you respond to those stressors. And then you can look at how you feel better when you look at those things. You can see what you can do to make yourself feel better. Some of those everyday stressors may be something like getting ready for school in the morning and getting your children together, getting those breakfasts in the morning and everything going to get yourself to work and getting your family going, those can be everyday stressors. So we can identify those stressors by looking at what's going on in our lives. So what do we do about them? How do we develop some stress management skills to deal with all of these things that we all have going on? Stress management skills are resources or strategies that you can use to deal with a stressor. Some people call them coping skills or coping strategies. So once you've identified those stressors, such as that morning routine, you need to recognize what you can do about it. One of the things you can do, these are a few of my favorite things, you can look at the situation and see if you can avoid a situation that makes you stressed when possible, such as being willing to compromise or manage your time better. You can do things like using positive self-statements, saying to yourself, I can do this. You can accept things that you cannot change, looking for the upside in a situation. You can adapt to the stressor, 
reframing the problem or looking at it from a positive perspective, looking at the big picture. You can make time for fun and relaxation. Do something you enjoy to do do every day. And you can live a healthy lifestyle. Get some exercise and eat healthy. So I'd like to touch on one of those you talked about, negative self-talk. We, we tell ourselves all the time, I'm never going to get all this done, or work is too stressful for me, or I need to lose weight. Whatever your stressor is, and we, we negative self-talk so often, how can we stop doing that? Well, with negative self-talk, you can take that negative, and we all happen to be experts at the negative. It's amazing how we can do that. So we can take that negative and say, all right, I know the negative, but let's see that opposite side. What's the positive side of it? And so we can take that positive and say, well, I need to lose weight, but what is the positive? Where is it? Um, what What is good about this? Well, I have eaten something healthy today, or um, I went for a walk at lunchtime. So you can see that other side of it, that good side. So we identify those good things. Can we do most of this on our own? When do we need to get help from a professional? Yes, you can do many of these things on your own, and you can try these strategies on your own in the beginning. Many people are successful at trying stress management on their own, but if you've tried these strategies on your own and you feel you haven't been successful, it might be time for an assessment from a professional. That doesn't mean that there's necessarily a severe problem, but a mental health professional can assist with reducing the stress and keeping people mentally strong just as a physician assists with keeping people healthy with wellness checks or going when there's a minor problem just as a major problem. And, for example, at the Counseling Center, we have a screening available on our website at ryanhealth.org. It's free and confidential. We can also have um, the Counseling Center called at our 402-481-5991. What about being realistic with some of these goals and setting SMART goals for ourselves, being optimistic about it? How do we get into that habit? That is very important to do. Many times people say, I am going to, let's go back to our weight loss, lose 50 pounds. Well, if in the first week you haven't lost the 50 pounds, they give up. So you need to break it into pieces set it into smaller amounts. Let's say I want to lose two pounds in my first week. Make it a small enough amount that you can actually achieve it. Make it smaller goals, and then each time you achieve that goal, say to yourself, I have achieved something. Recognize your achievement. When do we decide it's time to let something go and realize that maybe that's not in our sights to get done that day if we're talking about our lists or things that stress us out. When you recognize that there um, are certain things that you can achieve and certain things that you cannot achieve within a certain day or perhaps with even a certain week, you have to take um, accounting of what is uh, achievable and what isn't. So, for example, um, you may have to pare down that list a little bit 
and sort of spread it out over your time. Again, the more you put on your list, the more that you put on your plate, the higher the stress level can be. Some people waste time feeling sorry for themselves. And so as a result, maybe we're not as productive as we'd like to be, or we haven't tried meditation. How do we stop doing that? Um, Again, looking at what is positive in your life rather than what is negative, we can always go to that negative point. This is what went wrong. So you go back to what went right. And rather than continually reviewing, this is my problem, I, I have to fix my problem. Sometimes you may not be able to fix the problem at all. Again, accepting the things you cannot change. Look for that upside. So you can let those things go. That's one of the ways to stop feeling sorry for yourself. I cannot change this issue, but I can do that. So look at what can I do, not what can't I do. And you mentioned something else, the meditation. Relaxation and meditation can be a wonderful coping skill. What about shying away from change? Some people don't like to have their schedule uprooted or to change the way they look at food or exercise. So what about shying away from change? Granted, some people do not like to make changes, and so you sometimes have to make them in smaller increments rather than great big ones. Um, I talk about them in baby steps. When you make them smaller, it doesn't feel like this dramatic change. You can make them in small amounts, and that can make it feel much more comfortable. Um, Again, it's one of those adapting to the stressor because you're doing it in a smaller amount. If you make it so large, it may be very difficult to make that change. And you mentioned at the beginning being kind and doing things for others. What about people that don't feel happy with what they're doing and they resent other people's successes? Does that take away from our mental strength? It it does. And sometimes what happens is that resentment comes because they're not looking within at themselves and acknowledging for themselves what they are actually able to accomplish and what they are doing. Sometimes that kindness and caring needs to come to themselves as well. You need to be kind to yourself. In just the last few minutes, give us your best advice about being mentally strong and how we can maintain that for a better quality of life for all of us. Being mentally strong for yourself is following through with all of these things, practicing the techniques that I've mentioned, trying to reduce conflict, trying to reduce stress, and being good to yourself. Thank you so much for being with us, Dr. Waldron. It's great information. You're listening to Brian Health Radio. And if you'd like more information about mental health services at Brian Health, you can go to brianhealth.org. That's brianhealth.org. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.